This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio, wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome into the Black and Blue Report, a black and gold Friday at that. And we are set to go on the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. What a show for you today. This is the great way. This is a great way to end what has been a really cool week for us here on the podcast. Uh, Sean Kelly, Daniel Salerson, here we are at Studio B again on Airline Drive. And uh, we are full today. Whew, we are full. Saints and Pelicans and food and. Uh, electronics and NFL, the whole thing is there for you. Um, and so I'm excited about that. I tell you what, I guess probably I got in the mood to do a show like this today last night. See, here's where I started to feel that the weekend was going to go go my way. See, Grey's Anatomy, I don't think, has its season premiere until like next week, maybe. I just, I don't, I, I can't tell you the last time I saw that show. Anyway, um, the girls in my house, my wife and my daughter, if, if if Grey's Anatomy is in season or whatever show is around that, it's because it's like this block of stuff they watch. Um, basically, I lose them on Thursdays. Heck, I lose them on Tuesdays, too, because they love NCIS. You know, Virginia, New Orleans, Los Angeles, Albuquerque, all of them. I'm getting a little long-winded here. But basically, last night, I schnookered the remote early. And I got the Chiefs and Broncos game on. Now, if you remember, on yesterday's podcast, I said... I was really excited about that game. Like, I thought it was going to be one of the best of the weekend. Boy, was I right. And boy, was I glad that I got the remote before the girls last night. And, you know, like like they were going to give me a fight because there was no Grey's Anatomy. But anyway, that's, that's neither here nor there. I still won the main TV in the house and was glued to that football game last night. Chiefs and Broncos, man, it was awesome. What a great way to start the NFL week. So, I got in a great mood last night. I was up all the way to the end, and that's when Daniel Salerson was still texting me and everything else about today's show, and so it got all lined out perfectly. And so today, we'll start our day with Jared Bell from USA Today, one of the great NFL writers nationally. He's with us. Norris Cole is now in the fold for the New Orleans Pelicans, and that kind of completes everything before training camp. And we'll get to hear from him on the Pelican side for the first time since his signing today on the show. You all have been great about tweeting me your game day recipes. Today we'll do our first installment of that. Andrew Watson uh, from Slidell shares with us his recipe for fried buffalo ribs today. You heard me right. Ribs, buffalo sauce, and frying. It's like it's hitting for the cycle, basically. Yes, God bless America, Daniel just said. And then we'll wrap up the show today uh, with Doug Tatum, the executive director of Saints Digital Media. Uh, he wants to tell you all about the Saints app, and it's ready to go for the regular season. And there's some stuff on the app uh, that I didn't even know about that's going to make it perfect uh, for game day, both at the building and, uh, of course, at home or work or wherever you may be uh, taking the game in. So a very busy show on this Friday. We're very excited, as you can tell. We'll take a quick break, and then we'll start off with Jared Bell from USA Today next. 
The Pelican schedule has just been released and 12 game plans are now on sale. 12 game packages, including the ever popular weekend plan, allow you to take in a couple of games a month throughout the season for as low as $199. Don't miss your chance to see NBA All-Star Anthony Davis and your Pelicans take on the biggest names in the NBA, including LeBron James, Steph Curry, Kobe Bryant, and more. Visit pelicans.com or call 525-HOOP and score your seats today. Power outages turn your world upside down. You need to know when your power will come back on, and you want to know what happened. The fastest way to stay informed? Entergy Text Alerts. You'll get prompt updates on when your power will be restored and on what happened. You can even send a text to be sure your outage is being repaired. When the power is out, what's faster than calling? Texting. Sign up today at EntergyText.com. That's the power of people. Entergy. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here's Sean Kelly. Welcome back. We continue on this Friday as we're now in the throes of a full football weekend. It's uh, it's it's awesome. It's exciting. And uh, we're very pleased to bring back one of our favorites. He's one of the best national writers uh, regarding the NFL. And that's Jared Bell from USA Today. It's been a long time, Jared, since you've been with us. But, man, we're glad you're back with us here in week two. <laughs> yeah, it's a new season. Uh We'll see what happens as this thing progresses. But, uh, you know, the Saints are an interesting team because they're in such transition from where they were and where they want to go and how they're trying to rebuild this thing. So it'll be an interesting team to watch out, no doubt. It's interesting. You know, this time a year ago, uh, the Saints were, you know, front and center in a lot of ways. A lot of folks thought they could contend. um, And then we all know what happened with the season. Uh, Jared, it seems like this year the Saints are – merely flying under the radar at this point, and I'm not so sure that they're they're not uh, upset about that. I think they like that position. Yeah, um, and you know how it is in the NFC South. You know, Carolina, Atlanta looked really good on Monday night. Like, okay, they're going to be in the mix again. And, you know, New Orleans and Atlanta, when they go head-to-head, it could go either way a lot of times. So they're right there in the mix for it. And now let's see kind of how things progress. I know Sean Payton really wanted to, you know, retool the offense to become more physical with the running game. You think back to the Super Bowl year. I mean, that's always the handy point of reference. But, you know, that was a formula that worked for them in addition to having a good defense, a big play defense. So let's see if they can try to recreate something like that. they got to win a home game first. Well, isn't that amazing? I think they had won 11 in a row at home, uh, and their last win at home was that big Sunday night trouncing of Green Bay last year. But since, Jared, as you mentioned, it's not gone well at home. Um, and if you're going to take care of business in what is still, I think, a down division, isn't the home game the key? Oh, no no doubt about it. No doubt about it. And that, that was the thing that was just so surprising about last year, even though they weren't as strong as we thought they, they would be when you start stacking those home losses up for the Saints. It, 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 it boggles the mind. So uh, they got a chance this weekend. You get Jameis Winston in Tampa Bay. You better take care of this business this weekend. Yeah, and, and you know, you look at the line or anything else, and it seems like this should be the one that gets them back on track. But, Jared, you've been around long enough to see guys have wild swings, especially as rookies. Does Jameis Winston, in your eyes, look like he did last week against Tennessee? Or – um, is this a week that all of a sudden he tries to figure it out? 
Yeah, I mean, great point. I was at the game last week in Tampa, so I got a chance to see it for myself. And, you know, a bad play, a bad read can have things snowball on you. But the thing I liked about Jameis last week was that um, he continued to, to, to play hard, and he made some good plays as the game progressed. Uh, his first touchdown pass, for example, was like a short. I want to say it was like five or eight yards. But he did a good job of avoiding the pressure and sliding off to his left and finding the open guy. So he did some things that you looked at and you said, okay, um, that, that's good. Okay. Um, some of the mistakes, like the first interception, you go, like, why do you do that? The, you know, even worse than the first interception, I think, was the second one where it was just like a little lazy flip pass to the flat that never got there and it got picked off right at the line of scrimmage. So stuff like that, you, you look at it and you say, man, you can't take stuff for granted on your throws and you've got to work your techniques and execute the way you know you're supposed to. So we'll see what the difference will be this week. And it'll be a different environment because it's New Orleans. It'll be loud and, you know, it's, it's 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 a party in, in, yeah. the, in, in the dome. So, hey, a lot of guys have had problems with that. But this experience that he had last week will be such a, a learning tool, if you will, for him. But, you know, when I look at him versus Marcus Mariota, and, it's, I mean, it's, it's stating the obvious now, but Mariota looked so much more polished than Jameis Winston. And I think part of it, I mean, he only threw 16 passes last week, Mariota, but it was kind of the type of, passes that they had for him and how they set things up for him really made him look a lot more effective. I mean, he was effective, but it, it really was a good look for him using some of those read option passes and things like that. Yeah, successful game plan, obviously. Um, yep. Jared, obviously you saw Tampa Bay as a whole last weekend as well. Is there anything about Tampa Bay uh, that you either saw or you think will happen that should be of concern to the Saints this weekend? Well, you always wonder about Tampa Bay's um, defensive line and the pressure they can get with Gerald McCoy being the centerpiece of it. I mean, that's the strength of their team. And so we're going to find out about the Saints' rebuilt offensive line and if they can handle that. I think it's, you know, it's kind of what happens, man. you got to control the line of scrimmage. And so um, even though they looked so bad last week against Tennessee – I thought the defensive line had its moments. But the thing that kind of surprised me about the Bucks were, were the linebackers. They were not as um, effective as you would have thought because if you look at Devontae Davis, uh, Devontae Davis, he's a, um, a, a really good linebacker. Quan Alexander, a rookie who they thought so much about. Uh, those guys didn't really make the big plays last week. Then you look at the secondary coverage, and they're using that cover two um, scheme, and um, it was not effective, to say the least. And so they come in there against Drew Brees with those same type of coverages. That's going to create a lot of open windows, I think, for the Saints passing game to try to exploit. So we'll see if Tampa Bay changes anything from that. But, you know, that's a lovely Smith deal, using that cover two. But – you know, you got to have different players. You know, you got to have players to be as effective as you want to be with it. Mm, good point. He's on the NFL beat for USA Today. Jared Bell with us. 
Uh, Jarrett, let's let's talk league wide for a second here. I, I thought that week one was extremely entertaining, <laughs> to say the <laughs> least. And, and I was thinking, well, what about week two? And then sure enough, week two starts last night in Kansas City in one of the craziest games I've seen in a long time. I I I watched from start to finish and barely got up to get a coke. I mean, it was it was that entertaining. And if if the rest of the weekend is any indication of what that was last night, I'll take it all over again. Yeah, this goes to show you, you know, <laughs> nothing is safe. Even a 14 nothing lead and Peyton Manning looking awful at the beginning of the game. And and so yeah, Kansas City, it just, I mean, you, you have five turnovers and you almost had a chance to win, <laughs> if not for the fifth turnover. Yep. Um it, it, yeah, it, it was what a what a head scratcher that was. But I think the thing that and they talked about it on the telecast last night it, it, that Denver kind of found itself on offense by letting Peyton kind of operate like Peyton. I mean, that's been a storyline all summer about how Peyton was going to adapt to Gary Kubiak's offense and what they were going to do. And when they got in trouble last night, it's kind of like, okay, Peyton, do your no huddle thing and go at it. And that got them into a rhythm. I think their defense is really good, and I think we knew they were good last year. I think they're going to be even better now with, you know, Wade Phillips running it. And and, and so I think that had to be such a big confidence boost for Denver, and we'll see if Kansas City can rebound from this. But, I mean, after having that big win at Houston and then you're up against Denver, the Chiefs were ready to roll. And I've been looking for somebody – thinking it's going to be Kansas City even more so than San Diego to overtake Denver in the AFC West. But the Broncos showed last night that um, they've, they've got something left. Yeah, no doubt. Off to a 2-0 start. That was one of my favorite games of the weekend going in, and it lived up to its billing. So when we look at the rest of the weekend, Jared, what are the sexiest games to you? What are the, what are the can't-miss games this weekend in your eyes? Yeah, well, you got three of them. I mean, basically – You've got Dallas and Philly. You've got Buffalo and New England in Buffalo. And then you've got the Sunday night game between the uh, Packers and the Seahawks in the rematch of the NFC Championship game. I'm going to Philadelphia, so I'll start there. Um, The Cowboys don't have Des Bryant. Not a lot of people giving them a chance to win, including myself. I I think they'll make it a a close game. But I think now the Cowboys have to – kind of find a way to, you know, generate offense and get other people involved. So we'll see how they're able to do that. So, But not only are they down Dez, they're down DeMarco Murray, who's on the other side on Sunday, right? And Murray just had such a minimal impact in the loss at Atlanta, you know, rushing. I mean, he scored a couple of touchdowns and, and caught a touchdown pass and inclu- included in that. But nine yards on eight rushes, um, that's not what you expect from a guy that you paid such big money to that rushed for like 1,800 yards. But I think what it illustrated is that the Eagles are going to have to try to do it a lot of different ways. So it won't be the same to Marco Murray, but his loss from the Cowboys might be worth enough for the Eagles to still be able to use him in a rotation with Sproles and Ryan Matthews and and, and that way and still get the, the net effect from it. But, um, yeah, DeMarco Murray against his former team. So that's one. And you got Tyrod Taylor. Let's see what he can do against Tom Brady. He beat Andrew Luck last week. Um, I think it'll be a little bit tougher against Belichick's defense, and he'll scheme up something to 
to try to work with that. But, I mean, this is a great test for the Bills in game two of the Rex Ryan era, and already they've been talking like Rex. That, that's, that's been interesting to see the comments coming out of Buffalo this week. They hate the Patriots. Um, Defon Gilmore wants to man up on Rock Gronkowski and all this other stuff. And it's like, okay, we've seen that before. <laughs> and then you got the Sunday night game, the Seahawks without Cam Chancellor having a you know a, a big loss in their whole scheme and chemistry and all of that. So uh, I think it'll be tough for them up in Green Bay, but we'll see. The thought of the Seahawks starting 0-2, I mean, that just seems far-fetched, but it could happen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. And, you know, you think about it last year, um, the Seahawks uh, kind of stumbled out of the gate last year. I think they were 3-3 three and three, and maybe they were 2-3 and three or something like that. I remember going and doing a story on them early in the season, and it was kind of like, okay, we know we're a veteran team when we have to really kind of turn it up. So they're a team that, can, that has proven over the past couple of years that they kind of know – that this thing is a marathon and you play your better football later and, and, and you don't panic early. So I, I sensed that from them last year, just like New England was yep. two, and two, two and two last year. So, you know, it, it's real tempting to write people off in September, but if you're treading water at 500 and you're getting better and you don't have, you know, the real, you know, debilitating injuries to see players, you can make a run. So I think even if Seattle – starts 0-2, I would not write them off. And this will be a tough one to win in Green Bay and all the motion that will be there. But, you know, I think back to that Cowboys team back in 1993 and Emmitt Smith <laughs> uh, being a holdout. And they they hit 0-2, and, and that was the breaking point. And they got Emmitt back in. The Seahawks need to have some other, you know, situation occur that's going to break this stalemate with Cam Chancellor because – Cam Tantz is a great player, and he's, you know, he's a, a versatile safety who can play to run, blitz against, you know, even when he's matched up against offensive linemen, he gives the, the, you know, the presence in the secondary. He's the big stick and all that. But the other thing that I found out about him through talking to the Seahawks players and even the coaches and stuff is that he is really such a, you know. A, a leader in that locker room. He's such a, a guy that everybody kind of looks to and, and rallies around him. I and mean, you, you know Richard Sherman has, has got a, a bigger profile. And you know Russell Wilson and Marshawn Lynch have bigger profiles. But Cam Chancellor, I think, is the guy within that locker room that they all kind of look to for some direction and, and that sort of thing. So I think that's one of those underlying things to this whole situation that you know, the Seahawks uh, are, are trying to deal with. No doubt. Uh, you referenced 1993. You were in high school then, right, Right, Jared? Is... <laughs> I can't say that. Uh, I was actually just starting at USA Day back then. Ah, uh, so yes. It's been a while. Yes, sir. Yep, you can read Jared Bell, obviously, at USA Today. What about Twitter, Jared, if they want to follow you throughout the weekend? Where do they go? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's my name, at Jared Bell. Perfect. Easy enough and a great follow for sure. Well, you made our Friday better, and I appreciate that. And safe travels this weekend, Jared. Cool. I appreciate it, Sean. You have a good one, man. You got it. There he is, Jared Bell from USA Today, a big-time guest for us on this Friday. We'll continue in just a moment.
Last year, over 400,000 people from 90 countries and all 50 states came to Auctioner to find the critical care they needed. People who could have gone anywhere made Auctioner their destination for a level of expertise, clinical research, and treatment options they couldn't find anywhere else. Auctioner and our affiliated physicians are renowned for leading-edge cardiovascular care, cancer care, pediatric care, innovative treatment of neurological disorders, and more. Our outstanding transplant program has resulted in Auctioner leading the nation in successful liver transplants for years. And today, Auctioner is partnering with physicians and strong community hospitals throughout the Gulf South to bring access to the highest quality of care closer to home. Find the care you need today. Call 866-AUCTIONER for a same-day appointment. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind. Chicks dig the long ball. Gordon, right of the key, crossover dribble to the top of the key, shoots off the glass and in. He was fouled, and it's a possible three-point play. Now, back to the Black and Blue Report. Been waiting for this conversation to have on Black and Blue Report. We've been waiting for the uh, return of Norris Cole, and it has arrived. He is back in the fold, and Norris, congratulations. And we're so glad to have you back here with the Pelicans. Thank you, thank you. Glad to be back. How was your summer? Tell me about what you did. Uh, it's been great. Spent a lot of time with my family. Um, had my camps up in Ohio and Dayton. Um, spent some time uh, down training in Miami. Um, so it's been great. Is it easier to come back into the situation having been with this team now for you know the second half of last season? Oh yes, sir. I'm uh, looking forward to uh, you know, reuniting with my teammates, um, AD. You know. Q and all the guys, um, the fans, you know, we had a exciting year last year and we're looking forward to building this year, you know, under Coach Gentry. You meshed with those guys so quickly last year. Did, did that even surprise you a little bit? Because it did, it did for me a little bit. Um, I came in with an open mind. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't set any real expectations. I just wanted to come in be professional, uh, put my talent you know, and touch on the team to help us win. And I think that uh, this season, you know, we're going to continue to do that, continue to grow together. You were a major contributor, and I know that's exactly what you wanted when, in coming here. Oh, for sure. You know, I wanted to contribute to us, uh, us winning. Uh, that's all I'm about. I want to win, uh, not just win games, but win, you know, playoff games and, and get to that championship level. Um, and I think that uh, our team definitely has the potential to do that. Your postseason experience is something that you wanted to – to impart upon your teammates last year, did you feel like you were able to do so? Uh, I think that we grew last year a lot, yeah. and I, I, you know, I tried to put my experience and you know verbalize it and, and be an example, you know, to the guys. And I think we responded well to it. And I think that us as a team, as a unit, getting that playoff experience last year, I think it's only going to help us this year even more. Tell me what you worked on this summer. I know guys like yourself, you like to add a little something to your game. Did, were you able to bring in a new layer to? to your playing experience? Well, I, I try to work on all aspects of the game. You know, as a point guard, it's never just one thing that we do. You know, of course, you want to be sharp, you know, on, on the ball handling, on your moves. Um, spent a lot of time working on, you know, different shots, you know, jump shots and finishes. In my conditioning, you know, I'm, I'm big on being fit. You know, I try not to get out of shape year-round. So I think, you know, especially with Coach Gentry and his fast-paced system, you know, being in shape is definitely going to be a key, you know, to wearing teams down. That system has been the talk of this building over here. The vibe has been incredible. Um, you know, you mentioned the familiarity with your teammates, and it's really hard to keep a group together, but they've been able to do that by getting you now here before camp. 
Um, but as you just said, it's a different coaching staff. What what are your impressions of what the new staff and the new system is going to look like? Well, I can definitely feel the energy. I felt it, you know, when I came in yesterday. You know, I felt the buzz. I felt the energy, and it's great. Um, I think that the coaches so far have done a great job of implementing their system as much as we can in the off season. And I think once we get into preseason, we're going to implement even more. And I think our guys have the capabilities, the talent, and the IQ to pick up on it quickly. Yep. Um, Ryan Anderson told me the other day that he felt like it was simpler in some ways. and But simple doesn't mean easy. Was that fair? Simple doesn't mean easy. Yeah. Um, but, you know, when, when everyone knows what to do, when every man knows what the next man is going to do, it takes the thinking process out and you can just play. And as basketball players, that's all we want to do. We want to be able to play and react. We don't want to have to overthink situations to where we're not playing. You know, we want to play. We want to play fast and make good decisions. We'll leave for training camp a week from Monday. You ever been to West Virginia before? Yes, I have. I played West Virginia when I was in college. Yeah. But I don't, I'm not quite sure where we're going this year, the name of the city. I've never been there, so I'm looking forward to the experience of building with the guys. Yeah, White Sulphur Springs, West Virginia. White Sulphur Springs. Yep, and the, the Greenbrier Resort. When you were with Miami, um, what was your experience as far as getting the team away from home, if you will, for training camp? Well, the whole concept was to build a brotherhood, you know, to build that bond. You know, I think we went to the Bahamas one year. Um, I forget where we went. I think we went to a naval base another year. Mm-hmm. But I, the whole concept is to build that brotherhood, no matter where it is, you know, just to build that bond, you know, to put in that work, to sweat, you know, to, to lay the foundation of what we're going to be about this year. And I'm looking forward to that th- again this season. Um, how about the fact that Kendrick Perkins is now your teammate? Does that seem a little strange? <laughs> it's, it's not strange. I was kidding with Perk yesterday. It was good to see him. He's a super vet, you know, and he's he's won a championship before too. So it's great to have a have a veteran, you know, in the locker room. You know, he's going to have everybody's back. So you know, that's great to have Big Perk in there. Yeah, and, he, and he's another personality. <laughs> it's amazing as you go throughout your career what uh, well, how it can all turn around on you. You know, definitely, definitely. Um, had some good wars against Perk. <laughs> but now we're on the same team, so that's great. Family's good? Family's good. I'm blessed, man. Family's good. Uh, they've been supporting me the whole time, you know, and I appreciate them. Love them. We were hoping that all the things would fit just right and you'd be back here with us, and here you are. I'm, I'm so happy that we're sitting in the facility, you're ready to go, and we're off to camp here soon enough. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad to be able to focus on basketball now and focus on winning. Yep. Norris Cole with us here on the Black and Blue Report. I'm going to let him have some lunch. And we'll let you get in on your weekend. Stay with us. More to come here on the uh, podcast for Pelicans and Saints fans. Everything you need to know about your New Orleans Pelicans is right in the palm of your hands. The New Orleans Pelicans app is easy to use, plus makes an excellent companion whether you're watching the team in the Smoothie King Center or on the road. Recently added features on the app include the latest videos and highlights, plus access to a full list of arena amenities. Download the Pelicans app for free now on your iPhone or Android devices. For more information, check out pelicans.com today. At Smoothie King, we're so much more than just fruit in a blender because each and every Smoothie King smoothie is blended for a purpose. Whether you want to firm up for summer or last longer in the gym, make it one more mile or simply make it through the day, we have a smoothie just for that. 
If you're looking to purify your diet, hurry in and try our new Nutty Super Grain Vegan Smoothie. Made with almond milk, Sun Warrior Protein, Super Grains, and a peanut taste you'll go nutty for. Only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. What's up, Black and Gold fans? This is Anthony Mackie, Seven Wars Soldier, Drew Brees Disciple. You are listening to the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to the Friday edition of the Black and Blue Report. Still to come, uh, some news about the Saints mobile app. We'll cover that with Doug Tatum here in just a bit. But first, uh, first we have a first. I think this is the first time, Daniel Salerson, that we've, we've had um, a fan on the show. And so, Drew Watson, you are the first ever Saints fan to, uh, to make the Black and Blue Report. Congratulations. Oh, thanks, thanks. And uh, congrats to y'all on the new uh, radio agreement. Looking forward to the new format there on the uh... Oh, the, 9.5, is that right? Yeah, on the Pelican side. We appreciate it. Yeah, we're looking forward to that. I can't believe it. We're two weeks from tomorrow from our first broadcast. That's that's quite crazy. Can't um, wait. Can't wait either. All right, Drew, so this is it. You are the man that uh, is proof that it pays off to interact with us on Twitter because it was on Wednesday, if I'm not mistaken, uh, that I sent out a tweet asking folks to send us uh, some of their favorite game day recipes and uh, and you win, so uh, I can't I can't say that I have a special prize pack for you, um, but I can say that you get to be the first uh, fan on the program, and uh, and I know you're more than willing to share your your game day recipe. Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Where are you calling from, uh, Drew? By the way, uh, Slidell. Slidell, very good. Um, so first of all, let me ask you this: uh, Do you go to the games or do you watch at home? Uh, a little bit of both. I usually make a couple games each year. Uh, for the most part, though, I'm watching at home. Okay. And how does game day start for you usually? Um, yeah, whether I'm going to the game or staying at home, it, it's early. Uh, you know, I'm usually cooking with my brother Brad uh, for the family, or if we're doing a tailgate, it's kind of the same deal. But we like to have the whole spread ready for whenever everybody gets there. So we're up early, getting the food started finished off so that we can enjoy everybody and 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 kind of be ready for a kickoff or tip off whenever uh it's time to go is anybody allowed to talk when the game starts <laughs> yeah yeah everybody's okay. usually pretty loud we got uh seven grandkids that are usually part of the party so <laughs> it's yeah. not usually a quiet environment i understand i understand uh <laughs> does the menu change at all or are there just staples that have to be there are you superstitious in any way uh, the menu changes a lot. Um, usually the staples are, you know, we usually have wings. Uh, we'll have some burgers or dogs. And we're, we've we've really gotten into uh, the jalapenos stuffed with cream cheese wrapped with bacon. Um, that one's a really good one. And uh, for the special occasions, we'll work this fried ribs recipe in. Let's talk about the fried ribs. By the way, I did not see in the recipe, and now that you've mentioned jalapenos too, there's nowhere in the recipe anything about Rolaids or Tums. Is that just a given? <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. It's, okay. uh, if you use the recipe ver- verbatim, it's, uh, it can be pretty spicy. Okay. Um, thankfully, Daniel's had all the listeners today to the podcast uh, sign a medical waiver that in no way are, <laughs> are you or uh, myself responsible for anything that happens if folks try the fried buffalo ribs this weekend. Yeah, yeah my main recommendation was have a nice place to uh, maybe lay down after a uh, this fried pork meal. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Let's get to it. What exactly are your fried buffalo ribs? Oh, man. Well, the genesis of it happened, uh, I went to Ivy on Magazine Street 
restaurant there and they had a ribs recipe or ribs appetizer and I could have sworn that they were fried or something because they were crispy on the outside like that. And so I immediately called my brother Brad. We we decided to just wing it and uh, so bought a couple racks of ribs. Um, first thing you do, it's kind of, it's not on the recipe, but it's understood is there's a membrane on the underside of your baby back ribs. You're going to want to take that off. Yep. Get a butter uh, knife, kind of pry it up, pull it off. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So get that off, chop up your ribs individually, put them in a big mixing bowl. Uh, I use the bad Byron's, uh, butt rub, mm-hmm. pork rub. Yep. You can kind of use whatever you want there. That one's pretty good. The recipe says use a generous amount. I will warn you, though, you can overdo it. We've overdone it once, and it, they ended up a little bit too salty. So you don't want to cake it on there, but, you know, a little bit more than just a light dusting. Um, rub those all around. Line them up in a uh, kind of a deep baking pan. Cover it in foil. Put it in the oven, 350, for about four hours. Uh, let that go. And depending on if you're, you know, bringing this out to a tailgate you're going to want to have to you know take care of that part before you head out to the game uh and and your station out there unless you have access to an oven uh like an rv or something but uh take them out the oven and have your oil ready to go you drop them in there just takes about three minutes to get when, when you pull them out of the oven they're ready to eat right then and they're delicious but you drop them in the fryer about three minutes what temperature on the oil there 350 okay yeah, nothing drastic. About three minutes, they come out real crispy. And uh, at that point, you should have your sauce already already prepped. And uh, you can spin them in the sauce and serve them right, just like that. And there's uh, a couple people in my family that aren't too big on uh, buffalo sauce. They just don't really like that. Um, so what they do is they just don't even sauce them. They just, after, after they're done frying, they eat them just like that. And those are delicious, too. Wow. So you have some uh, you're you're giving us uh, some license here to pick our favorite sauce. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Okay. We've we've done barbecue sauces. You can use your favorite barbecue sauce, make your own. Uh, it, I mean, it's really hard to mess up fried pork. <laughs> yeah, I agree. But I kind of like the whole buffalo flavor, and then maybe maybe some blue cheese crumbles, and then we're good to go. You're 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 right on point there. The, okay. It's the the buffalo flavor with the the crispiness that that's caused by the frying. It's it's an interesting dynamic because it's kind of fall off the bone ribs, but when you fry them up like that, it kind of holds it together and gives it that crispy outside with the buffalo sauce. Oh. All right, couple questions real quick, and then and then I'll let you get to the kitchen here. Um, <laughs> when good. you put them in the pan for the oven part, do I yeah. put do I put any liquid in the pan with the ribs? No, no, no. no. All that fat is going to cook off of them, and so whenever you do take them out the oven, there's going to be a good bit of liquid in there. Uh, I- but you put them in the pan, line them up. I don't I don't stack them up on top of each other. I just line them up as much as I can in that pan, yep. cover it in foil, and then do your baking. Okay. Um, and then the last question was, so come out of the oven, and it's straight into the oil, or do I have to put any flour or batter or anything else on these things? No, no. You fry them naked. Fry them naked. Batter. There you go. Yep. Drew, are the Saints going to win this weekend? Let's get right to that. Uh, I, I'd love for them to, you know. Uh, Careful think, here, uh, Drew. Careful. Well, here's the thing. Coach talked about it yesterday with, with consistency, and, and that's all we're looking to really see. And I've got nightmares of RG3's coming out party against us in the dome in my head, <laughs> and I'm just hoping that Jameis doesn't have the same success. He's got some, some, some big wide receiver targets to, uh, 
throw to along with the tight end. And, man, the injuries are just – they're kind of hurting us right now, not to make excuses. But I'm looking forward to uh, the Dome rocking and, and, and us putting the Buccaneers in their place. Me too. And uh, and we'll toast a win with some fried buffalo ribs uh, this weekend Absolutely. as well. Absolutely. Nothing uh, better than is, that. Is there a pairing in particular? Uh, is there a particular pairing that we should have? I'm thinking beverage here, Drew. Yeah, yeah. I I'd go for a light beer. Um okay. I wouldn't I wouldn't go for anything, you know, dark or heavy. You're going to want a, you know, just a, a grass-cutting beer, maybe a Coors Light or something like that. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> Good work, Drew. I think you may have started a tradition for us. I kind of think that on home Fridays we should do something like this uh food-wise. Are you good with yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. All right. I think that's a great idea. Well done. About, uh, your audience. Yep, well done. Thanks for listening as always, Drew, and uh, and I'll you know, I'll be thinking of you as soon as I get this uh, these ribs in my belly coming up here. Yeah, take some pictures. Let me know how it turns out. We will do that. There he is, Drew Watson, Saints fan, helping us out here on this Friday. Doug Tatum, Saints app news for you in just a moment. Ever been surprised by a bill? A big bill that's higher than expected? Entergy's online tools let you take control. Try level billing so there are no surprises. Pick a due date that works for you. And sign up for alerts to remind you when your bill is due. Make your bills fit your budget. Don't wait another month. Take action today at EntergyIdeas.com. That's the power of people. Entergy. All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. Want to listen to the Black and Blue Report on your phone? Download the Saints and Pelicans app today. Having a great Friday with you here on the Black and Blue Report. And uh, as we get into our final segment here of the show, we turn our attention towards Sunday's activities at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. The Saints are finally back home for a regular season game, and I know everybody is ready for that. And uh, to help you be ready, I wanted to bring in Doug Tatum, who's our Executive Director of Digital Media with the New Orleans Saints, and talk about the Saints app. Doug, first of all, glad you could uh, find even five minutes for us on what usually is one of your busiest days. Um, but two is, we've been talking about the app here over the last couple of weeks and even through the preseason about it being the perfect game day companion. But I bet that I've not hit on everything properly. And I want to make sure that folks know that even if they're not going to the game, it's still something they should have on their mobile device each and every day, let alone game day. Right. I mean, we've we've had some basic features for a while now. This is going to be our third season with the app. Uh, the live game stats, I think, are just fantastic. It's the best live stats feed in the market. Um, and what people probably don't know, so what we highlight is the Saints game, obviously. It's the Saints official app. But if you also click on the league button, you could find every other game being played and get real-time stats from every other game so you could keep up with your fantasy teams. Or Sunday night, if the Saints aren't playing and you need to find out your fantasy numbers, Monday night football, Thursday night football, every game in the National Football League 
is available for you to have this live stats feature. See, I didn't even know that. Yeah. I'm so focused on just the so Saints for, thing. Yeah. For you fantasy players yeah. out there, you know, when you're watching these games or if you're at a game and you want to get an update, just click on the league and then click on the game you're interested in. You'll have the same stat feed that we have for the New Orleans Saints. Okay. Let's start with going to the game. So you're going to the game on Sunday and you have the Saints mobile app, what are they going to really start to really see now that we're in the regular season? Well, the first thing you're going to get, hopefully, before you leave your house, is we're going to give you a traffic and weather update. So if there are any accidents on any of the major roadways, we're, we're making a push this year to keep people informed about possible uh, roadblocks on their way to the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. So that's going to be the first thing. Uh, when you get down to Champion Square and the apron around the Superdome before you go in, we're going to, if you have the app, if you enable locations and you have your Bluetooth on, you're going to have a chance to enter a contest to win a signed football by Brandon Cooks and Mark Ingram and get on the field that day for pregame, you and a friend. So we're giving away two field passes for pregame plus a signed football. So you would get a message sent to you on your app, and you enter to win, and around 1045 we're going to pick a winner because we want to get somebody on the field that day for pregame. And we'll be doing things like that. Uh, all season long, and there will be different opportunities with the app, Bluetooth enabled as you walk around the Superdome to get delivered other messages. Very cool. Yeah, other chance. You know, we're trying to do some surprise and delight stuff for fans. Yeah, I love it. You mentioned the uh, real-time stats that obviously are great to have in your hand uh, during the game. The other thing that, I, you know, was being thrown out there during the preseason, I'm sure a lot of folks noticed, but the ability now to have the same – I guess, uh, privileges as those watching at home with regard to replays. Yeah, it's actually you have uh, better privileges. You could be the director of your own telecast. We have four angles, four camera angles of every play. Um, so you'll want to hit the replay center presented by Coca-Cola. It'll take you to a screen that will list every play. It will start with the last five, but every play in the entire game is available. You click on that particular play. We give you four camera angles. And you check out whatever camera angle you want. Now, that is available only for fans attending games in the Mercedes-Benz Superdome per league rules. Uh, but you're there, TV timeout. You want to check, take a look at Brandon Cook's great touchdown catch, um, a, a fabulous run by Mark Ingram, a sack by Cam Jordan. And you can look at it from four different angles. And that is not available at home. At home, you only get what the uh, TV network's Provide, right. And the real-time stats. I mean, you should still have the Saints app up and running if you're watching at home. Right? Definitely. Yeah. Definitely for that. And I love – I'm a big proponent of the live streaming of press conferences that we do. So at the end of the game, Sean was at about five to ten minutes after the game, Coach Payton comes into the media room, and you can watch his entire press conference live on your app at home. Or if you're sitting in your car getting ready to drive out of the Mercedes-Benz Superdome parking garage um, – you know, that's also available on our, our desktop site. But, you know, I think most people are mobile at that time. And you'll see Coach Payton and Drew Brees, their press conferences in their entirety live. It's the only online outlet to get that content. Through the mobile app. Through the mobile app. And th those are also available on our desktop site if you're home with a laptop out or something. Right, right. Yeah. But nobody's going to have a laptop out driving out of the right. parking. Yeah. <laughs> right. And the traffic thing is, is cool, too, because – Let's just be honest. With that ramp closed right now, sure. getting out of there is not the easiest thing. And Well, let's say there's a, a really bad accident on Interstate 10 and there's other issues. We'll be passing that information along. 
Uh, if it happens during the game, we'll probably hold off until the end, um, and we do these location-based ba messages, and we'll send that out to everybody as well. We want people to have as smooth as possible game day experience so they can just focus on the fun of watching the New Orleans Saints play. You get to be your own editor, yeah, television director, uh, usher, everything by just right. having that one thing on your device. Um, and let me back up. I should I should have let off with this. Uh, we have ringtones on the app from Drew Brees' pregame huddles, and there's a little semi-complicated process you have to go to. You can add that to your alarm so on your phone. So I wake up every day to Drew Brees telling me to win the day. Um, so, who you know, he gets me motivated. Check it out. It's into the navigation under ringtones. We have three of them. We'll be adding more throughout the season. Um, and on game day especially, I think everybody would want to wake, set their alarms to that. Perfect. That's outstanding. Yeah. I can't wait for a home game this weekend. Sunday will be fun. Yes, Sunday it will, will be. be fun. Outstanding. Noon kick. Don't forget, coverage on NewOrleansaints.com much sooner than that as we get you through game day, not only with the mobile app, but NewOrleansaints.com. Yeah, so. I mean, well, Sean and J.D. will do the uh, pregame report from the field, uh, the only live online um, show from there. We'll have the exclusive access to the Saints pregame huddle. That will be the fastest place you could find that. And then just stay with us throughout the games. You know, if you're at home and can't hear Mark Romick's calls when we make touchdowns, we send push notifications with Mark's voice saying touchdown Saints. Yeah, that's, that's pretty cool, yeah, too. That's that kind of my surprise. <laughs> that's one of my favorite features as well. Um, can we ever get to a point where you can order a beer through the Saints mobile app? At the ballpark? Um, you know, if you sit in a certain section right now, yep. we're, we're doing some in-seat beverage ordering as a testing. This is not, real. Yeah, I was just kind of having a no, fun. It's real, but it's not available to the full um, seating. Not every, not all 70,000 fans can do it, so we don't actively promote it. Because okay. Center Plate and, and the Saints and SMG are just kind of testing that program out. That's crazy. Here, yeah. I was just kind of making a little fun. Yeah, no, it, it's it. there. Look into <laughs> I think it's under Fan Zone. There's, I mean, lots of fun stuff in here. I really encourage everybody to download it, accept notifications, uh, allow no location, and just play around and check, check all the different things we have to offer. And Bluetooth on. Bluetooth on. Yes, very good. Doug, enjoy the weekend. Yes, can't wait till Sunday. Yes, indeed. Thanks to everyone who was with us on the Black and Blue Report today. Again, all that coverage comes your way through the Saints mobile app and at NewOrleansaints.com as we uh, take you to Sunday and kick at noon. The uh, telecast is on Fox, by the way, and, of course, the Saints radio network. Let's hope for one and one, and then we'll have a great conversation on Monday when we come back to you here on the podcast. For Saints and Pelicans fans, it's the Black and Blue Report. Go Saints. We'll see you on Monday. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back next week. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report. Yeah.